Malignant has a twist that'll make or break the movie for you, so let's talk about it. This is Scott's Self-Indulgent Movie Podcast. friends and welcome to Scott's Self-Indulgent Movie Podcast. I am Scott and today I am specifically talking about, this is the spoiler edition of Malignant where I talk about the twist and why I loved it but I know a bunch of other people won't. So if you haven't seen the movie yet come back later once you have because that's all we're talking about today. So (laughs) as I talked about in my main review of Malignant. Uh, Malignant is the latest movie from James Wan, and it's definitely more in the slasher giallo-styled movie more than anything else. It's kind of a, it's a murder mystery while at the same time being, you know, very gory and having a lot of violent deaths. And the premise is that our lead character, Madison, is, is somehow connected to these killings but she doesn't know how she keeps getting visions of them as they happen but she is powerless to stop them and so what and so there's a lot of back and forth where the audience is wondering is she the one actually doing it does she have some sort of split personality is there some sort of psychic bond at play there's a lot of things it could potentially it could potentially be and so for me i know i was looking for (laughs) i was looking for this idea where it's like oh they've been the killer all along which is not something i always like uh it's actually one of my least favorite things in a horror film because you can only you know twists like that work best when you have somebody who's unassuming but the suspicion is laid so heavily on madison that it's difficult to figure out and there's so much uh it's there's just so much there's just so much going on that is trying to like lead you directly to her and you're there's little puzzle pieces that just don't quite make sense and in particular what you find out is that when they get they kind of feed you crumbs of information about Madison's past you find out that she was adopted that she was at this facility when she was younger and and that basically, and that she had this imaginary friend named Gabriel. And Gabriel was this violent entity that she had all but forgotten about that would seem to, that would suggest to her or coax her to do horrific things, often by tricking her or saying that, oh, so-and-so would, you know, that her adoptive family would leave her or that her, her new sister would you know, would take over her spot or wouldn't love her, which isn't, which isn't what happened at all, which isn't what happened at all. Um, And so, so there's a lot of back and forth trying to figure this out. So Madison had forgotten about Gabriel and we're getting to the, we're getting to the, the edge. And so the police have had enough. They're basically like, okay, you, we just found somebody who this killer clearly kidnapped, taken into custody. Apparently it's your actual birth mother and nobody else would know that except for you. So we're taking you into custody and we're gonna bring you in. So they bring her into a holding cell overnight and she does, Madison is just still oblivious. And then in the meantime, her, her, her sister has been trying to dig up the records and find out what's going on. And so her and, and uh, Madison's adoptive mother have been, are playing a video basically of these recordings from the doctor's offices. Now note, all of these doctors have been killed. So that's part of the reason that it's it's all linked together. So they start playing tapes 
And then you find out what Gabriel actually is. And this is where the, it just, the movie just swan dives into a pool full of gonzo of ridiculousness. And what you find out is that Gabriel was like this teratomic parasitic twin. So literally you're just staring at Madison as a young girl and then the camera flips around and you have this mutant disgusting looking thing that's on her back that is apparently Gabriel. <laughs> and what Gabriel is able to do is that basically just kind of weed itself inside her mind. And so he's able to project a reality of like a dream or her being at home while it takes over her body. And the way that this manifests is the creepiest and coolest thing <laughs> because in the holding cell, people start to push her around. But then basically the Gabriel's little mutant face emerges from the back of her head, takes control of her body, which is all moving backwards and wrong, which is why this... This killer has been moving in such a strange way so awkwardly and looks like it's been limping the whole time. All of its limbs are moving the wrong way. And I I should, I, I mean, whoever did the physical acting for this, so good. But some of the caveats with that is that this, this entity is completely malevolent, insanely strong, and an incredible fighter. <laughs> and so it basically, as the sister and the mother find out this is what happened, it's revealed in the jail cell as this thing takes control, like splits out of Madison's head and then kills everyone in the holding cell and then just starts going to town, killing everybody in this police station, <laughs> like by grapple fighting everybody to death with a giant blade, which is completely absurd. So I loved it because for a lot of reasons, because first off, because it's a, a Jalo movie, and it's also, it's playing into a lot of familiar tropes, if that makes sense, for Jalo movies. So Jalo movies have a lot of, are big on hidden identities or killers who disguise who they are and people who are basically trying to hide who they are. But it would be a very obvious misdirect to say that Madison is actually the killer. You know, Ma Madison herself is actually the killer because she's been the one witnessing the crimes. That's kind of the that's the hook of the whole movie is that she's witnessing these things. So it'd be kind of strange if that just kept happening to her and kind of disappointing if you're like, oh, it's actually her. She knows exactly what she's doing. This is a game she's been playing all along. Even a split personality would be a bit much at this point. It's just a bunch of things. So instead, it shoots the moon, as I like to say. So for those of you who don't play hearts, uh, there's one, basically, in hearts, you're trying to avoid getting certain hearts and certain certain cards because you want to get as few points as possible. But if you get enough points, if you get all the points that are available in a single you know, hand, everybody else gets the points. Like, it's basically, it's a way to take on everything and still... <laughs> and still win. And that's kind of what I think the movie does because it was funny because I was I was busy with my own pet theory. I'm like, oh, it's Madison. Madison's the killer. And then my wife was sitting next to me. She's going, oh, I don't know. I think it's maybe like an evil twin. And we ended up kind of both being right. And we were very thrilled about this. So like I said, it's just so over the top and ridiculous. And of course we've got, because James Wan is a blockbuster filmmaker now he does a bunch of you know there's a bunch of fight scenes and chases involving this character and so it's much more dramatic and action heavy than I think a lot of people would expect or want but like I said it's just so silly and stupid and 
the kind of go for broke plot twist that you don't really see a lot of movies like this go for nowadays. Nowadays, I feel like most horror movies have either very mundane or predictable twists, or, you know, if they don't have an original premise to go with it, they just kind of lean on the tropes. And so this kind of leans on the tropes while also burying the needle in terms of just let's crank up every bit of ridiculousness that we can to make this movie as entertaining as possible. And I think the end result, you know, this is ne- this has never been a se- this isn't a serious movie at all. There's just so much stylistic visual flourish. There's so much energy that I think it really matches the tone. Now, if you came into this expecting kind of a, a standard slasher, gory, you know, maybe kind of a ghosty type movie or whatever, that's one thing. But I think it's this one is so ridiculous and so fun. And like I said, it's gonna make the break the movie for a lot of people. For me, it made it because it was something that you kind of can't expect. You literally can't. Like, there's no way you'd be like, oh yeah, a parasitic twin that was attached to her and now is busting out of her head. There's no way. There's no actual way to predict it, even though it all makes sense <laughs> in context. Like, all the clues that I had made sense, but it doesn't make sense at the same time, which is why I found it so fantastic. So let me know what you think if you end up watching the movie. Like I said, I was a gigantic fan, but I, I want more of this. I want more silly endings to movies that take themselves too seriously or genres that have started to take themselves too seriously so let's get weird with it so yeah giant fan of malignant and uh i hope you liked it as well and hope you liked today's discussion of it so without further well not without further ado but thank you for listening as always and i'll catch you next time this has been scott's off indulgent movie podcast thank you so much for listening don't forget to like share and subscribe wherever you get your podcasts and don't forget to join our facebook group scott's off indulgent movie world for the latest reviews discussions and more see you next time everybody and stay safe